Uh, good morning. Welcome to uh, the second episode of a new thing we're doing. Uh, In His Light is the podcast name, but this series is called Start Your Morning with God's Promises, Promise of God, Promises of God Live. So today's April 12th, 2023. All my alarms are going off to tell me to, to wake up, but I'm going to use those alarms to tell you today is a day that the Lord has made. So anything that happened yesterday... It may be bad. This is a new chance, new mercy, new day. God sees you. God hears you. He's with you. So always look up and he's closest when it seems the hardest. So, uh, dad, I'm going to let you explain kind of what we how important the promises are real quick. Why I send a link to my brother who wants to get in on this thing. (laughs) Yeah, we, uh, we're thankful for his promises. It's, it's funny because I was thinking about it. I, you know, we talk about the promises of God and, you know, if me or you, John, we make a promise, of course, we're going to do our best to fulfill and be faithful to that. But unfortunately, uh, you know, sometimes we're not even physically able to do things sometimes or take care of something, but not so with God. God's power and is unlimited. So I was thinking about it and I was thinking, you know, not only is it uh, God's precious promises, really God's precious facts, <laughs> because <laughs> when he makes a promise, it's it's as good as done, you know, because it's not like me or you who are fallen sometimes are not able to fulfill some things that we may say, but uh, even, even with our best efforts, but uh, God is not like that. When God says something, we can rest on it. And that's what's so blessed about these promises. This is literally the kingdom of heavens, uh, you know, if you want to say uh, guidelines, here it is right here. God's going to tell you how to live this life, you know, uh, in the in the kingdom of heaven. Man, promises are they'll come clutch sometimes, too. And it's like you you you've you've heard them a thousand times and they've done nothing for you. But it's like God will place them at that perfect moment, that perfect down part of your life where it just it's the puzzle piece that gets it. And when you get one of those, I mean, that starts to build your faith a little bit. And when you continue to get these promises answered, you look back and you're like, wait a minute, he's never dropped the ball, not one time. The only thing I can say is that a promise hasn't been answered yet, but I can never, ever say that he dropped the ball because he doesn't. And that's something that you can only find out if you're listening to this. This is important. The on- that's something that you can only find out by taking the faith step first, trusting him on it. You've got to stand on a promise by faith. And that means you don't know when you step out. You just don't know. And then and he comes through. But what can you step on if you don't know these promises? That, that's the point. Like you, the devil can lie to you and tell you all this and that about your life and what's wrong with it and, and how you're not a Christian. But, but you don't have anything to fight back with because you don't know these promises. And that is the whole point. This is how this whole thing got put on our heart. The whole idea of it is to quip to equip ourselves and our brothers and sisters with those weapons to shoot down those darts because he, he never stops. We might take breaks and, and dip into the world a little bit, but the enemy never stops. He's always trying to kill you. So we, we've got to at least be ready. And we know that it's hard to take time in this busy world to get down and learn his promises. So that's the point of this. If you're on the way to work, on the way back to work, it, it's live now. We're in Dallas, Texas. So uh, 6 a.m. here. So this is, I don't, I don't know, man. I think a lot of people work later now because, because since COVID, they work from home. 
But I mean, six to seven, you can listen to it on the way to work. You can listen to it in the background. If you have time to watch it, not while you're driving, but the scriptures are on the screen that we're going through, just write them down and know them. And, and it takes time to receive them sometimes. So, but at least start, you got to start with knowing them. Right. And it's, I mean, mm -hmm. it's going to be, it's going to be exciting this morning because this is a good morning. I'm real fired up this morning. We got some good news. Can't talk about it. It's a secret mission we're on, Dad. You know about it. And anybody that's listening that y'all know about it, uh, we can't talk about this because uh, there are certain platforms that can't be announced because then it ruins the secret mission. But all will be <laughs> revealed soon, and we're really excited about that. All I can say is, is God is so incredibly, amazingly good. And when we're down, no matter what's going on in your life, no matter what it looks like in your life, God is so incredibly, amazingly good. He's always good. He's good now. He's good when it's good in your life. He's good when it's bad in your life. Just hang on to that, and he will, he will pull you through. And I can't wait for this Amen. testimony. Amen. And, uh, you know, you brought up a good point, John, about uh, these promises are not just uh, things that we stand on for for certain things that we, we may be going through or something, but, but it's also a, a front by which we can battle the enemy. Like you said, because a lot of these things are, you know, we got to remember, we, we have uh, a battle going on here between uh, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of darkness. And uh, we have an accuser out there. We have someone who tries to come up and accuse us and bring us down. And that's why these promises are so precious and so good because in just like when you go into a natural court here in the country, you have certain laws that you have to abide by. And that's going to be thrown up. If you're going, if you, for God forbid, has to go before a court for some kind of thing, they're going to throw that at you and say, well, this law says this, and you're going to have to deal with that in front of the, the natural judges. Well, guess what? There's a divine court. And in that court is the laws of God and in the laws of heaven. And, and so when you go, that's the reason why these promises are so good too, because like I said, when the accuser tries to accuse you, you have a divine law, which is the word of God is in his promises. Those are the things that are going to stand forever. Those are the things we battle the powers of darkness with. When he tries to come with you at, at you with a lie, you confront him with the truth of God and the promises of God. Amen to that. So without further ado, I bet you guys are wondering what the first promise is. <laughs> Here's a promise from me. We love you. We love you. Every one of you listening, we love you. First one is in the Old Testament, Exodus chapter 20, verses 12. Ooh, man. Wish my kids got up this earth. Oh, they probably are, but they don't have access to YouTube. <laughs> praise God. Anyway, right now, anyway. So Exodus 20, chapter 12, honor your father and your mother that your days may be prolonged in the land which the Lord your God gives you. So this is huge, and it, it sounds so simple. It sounds like, okay, honor your mother. We've heard this all growing up, but I really actually put some deep thought into this. You know, what, what about you know, somebody who maybe their parents are estranged and they don't, they don't receive any, any good like you can't do anything for them. You can't be nice. It doesn't matter. They're not received or they, they, they're maybe they're mad at you or something, it's many different things. And, and then it, the Lord showed me that it's, it's about the word honor. What does honor mean? And that's what you really have to go into this with, you know, when you, when, when you honor, if I honor you, 
people look at me in, in terms of godliness. If I honor you, dad, that's when people, the city or the people or people around, they look at me and what I am glorifies God and honors you, right? Like, so the way I carry myself, if it's glorifying God in terms of godliness and Christianity, I'm honoring you, right? And the same thing. So if I was estranged to you and I couldn't do anything for you and I was carrying myself in a, in a manner that reflected godliness, I'm not talking about being perfect. We're never talking about being perfect ever, ever, ever. We're talking about an attempt to, to live the life, let Jesus live his life through us. And anything we do good, we know it's him. But if we are attempting that and we are agreeing with God on sin, I'm honoring you, even if you're not in my life. Right, Deb? Yeah, that's so true. This is one of them verses, John, that uh, just like a lot of them, uh, the reason why uh, a lot of people uh, don't really uh, fulfill them is because just like, like, you know, the Bible says, do not add to the word of God, right? It says that in the, in the end. And a lot of people look at that as, oh, well, I didn't, I didn't put no extra chapters in the Bible. That's not what that's talking about. Really, what it's talking about is talking about adding to the word of God, which we do all the time. And so that's why I said we got to be careful what we're doing, because like in this case, using this verse as a classical example, people would read this like, okay, honor your father and your mother if they were good. See, they they added that in there. If they were good, if they did it, well, wait a minute. My father was mean. He abused me or my mother or whatever. So I don't have to do this. You see, that's adding to the word of God. God didn't say that. Maybe I'm not seeing this right, John, but does it say anything in there about what the father and mother did? I don't think it did. It says, honor your father and mother. That's your days. Now, this is your promise to to you. If you do that, God who cannot lie says, this is literally will prolong your days on the earth. By doing, that's God's promise to you. It has nothing to do with what your father and mother did. Now, we're not discounting, you know, wrongdoing here. We know that people make mistakes and they do things wrong. And people have went through some very, very abusive situations, both from their father or their mother or both. So we know those, those situations exist. We're not by no means excusing that. God knows that he, he will deal with all unrighteousness. So it's not like it's being let go, but this is just God saying a promise to each one of us. And it is really a part. It's between you and God. God comes and says, I want you to honor your father and mother. You leave all the rest of it up to me. That doesn't now, that's another thing about like what you said, John, what does honor really mean? Does that mean that you, you have to prove everything they do or like them because of the way they were? That's not what this is saying. This is just saying, like what you said, John, you give them the respect that father God said, Hey, Hey, they, you know, for whatever reason, whatever they did, they came in, they brought you into this world. And I realized that sometimes even those situations were bad, even from birth for some people, you know? Mm-hmm. So I understand those situations are bad, but the, the the Lord is giving you the promise. He said, this is what I want you to do. If you can't see it through them, look at God and say, you know what, God, That's this right. is how you fulfill this. You look That's at right. God and say, God, you're faithful and you're true. And you're a good God. And you know what? I can do this for you. If I can't do it for anything else, I can do it for you. And in, in, in turning around, God turns around and says, you know what? If you do that, I'm going to prolong your days on the earth. That's his promise. That's what I was going to say. And that's, and it sounds like spirits on the same page here. It's 
uh, this goes for anything, not just honoring your mother and father. This goes for forgiveness for all of it. You're doing it for God. You're doing That's it right. for God. It's, it's a transaction between you and God. And this is, and Jesus has already fulfilled that in perfectness when he, when he died for the very people that were accusing him and being rude to him. He showed us that that unconditional love, that's what he's trying to show you. And he's trying to build character in you that is just is like Jesus. That's the goal. We all can say that. That's the goal. We're trying to become like Christ and have the mind of Christ. And, and Christ died for the people that were, were ripping his beard off, spitting on him. They, the ones that crucified him, he died for them. So what whatever happened is a result of sin. Whatever happened in your life with, with uh negative with your parents it's terrible but it's a result of sin and god is still even then asking you to honor your mother and father and he and it comes with the promise just like every one of his requirements are not just rules he makes for fun they're rules that equal life and and disobeying those rules equal death and so the, the reward almost comes as and it does come as a result of of you following you know a rule that equals life yeah. And, you know, the point that we brought up, John, can't be overemphasized because this this falls in every part of our, our Christian walk with this. And this is the reason why so many times people fall and do not fulfill the true love of God because they're looking at it wrong. They always bring in these things. We're always looking at what someone else does as a basis on whether we fulfill what we need to do. It's always about, well, if they did this or they didn't do this or whatever, I would do that. You know, just like in this case, oh, well, if my, my father was a good father and mother, then I, I'll honor them. If they weren't, I'm not. You see, so why? So now we've turned this, this command of God into a, a conditional command. Well, if they do this, I'll do this. That's not what it is. That's why I said we got to understand that we got to look at our father and this, this has to do with a lot of things in, in the Christian walk. And I use this and I'll just bring this in, in this situation, not to get off track, but I just want to, because this is an important part. Uh, I like, for instance, when people, for instance, this is another situation you have, you have a lot of times when people in marriages and relationships and whether they're being faithful or not, this same principle comes into this because they look at their uh, spouse or whatever, and let's say you had a, a, a spouse who was unfaithful. So now, instead of you being faithful, you feel you're justified to be unfaithful because they were unfaithful. But you see, that's not what God said. God, God, God is faithful no matter what. That doesn't give you. That's what I'm saying. And so that's what the Lord showed me. The Lord showed me. You know, that's what I'm saying. I'm going to always be faithful to my spouse no matter what happens with her because why? I belong to the Lord. I'm going to be faithful to him no matter what. You see, so even if that person doing is is making a mistake, that doesn't allow me to, to go and do something because I'm going to be faithful to God no matter what. You see what I'm saying? Because if I go and be unfaithful, who am I really being unfaithful to? God. Because right. God has asked me to be faithful. You see, and it's no different here. If I don't honor my father and mother, because of of what God asked me to do, I don't do that for whatever reason. I'm being unfaithful to God, you see, and so that's yep. such an important part for so many things in this life. Not to mention, you were forgiven. Never yep. forget that you were forgiven. God is not in the conditional business; He's in mm -hmm. the unconditional business, and He proved that the best way anybody could prove it 
by sending Jesus. That's right. But uh, yeah, beautiful promise, guys. Remember, th- these are to equip you to knock down the lies. We're, we're here to tear down strongholds. That's and right. when, when, when I go through, when, since we started this video and people have started to get bold or not bold, just whatever they are, I'm, I love everybody, and tell us why they hate Christianity, why they're not Christians, why they don't God, they're strongholds. They're just lies that they believed one day without doing any research. And, and it always boils down to the lack of the word of God. Like they, they'll pull out little tiny things and say, well, God did this, God did that, but they don't know the whole thing. And it's easily refuted if we got in the word. So that's what the enemy does. He sets up a lie that you believe. And now and to, the whole goal is to get you away from God because that's your life. And if you have these promises, you can tear those things down. So the more you put these in, the more you're able to combat those lies, no matter what it looks like by, by in, in, in your situation, the, by mm-hmm. faith, these promises are true and they're always true. Again, the only way you can find out is to step out on them by faith. That means it may not look like it's going to happen, but let God show you. I dare you to let God show you. It'll change your life. (laughs) The next, so we'll go to the next promise without further ado. And that is Isaiah chapter 40, still in the O2. We're actually going to be in the Old Testament all day today, if we even make it (laughs) two more verses. But we let the spirit lead. So wherever we go, we go. Isaiah chapter 40. Verse 29. Again, if you're watching this, the scripture is on the screen. But if you are driving, please, like I said, this is my joke. I'm probably going to use it every video. There's no promise in the Bible that says that you can look at these verses while you're driving and God will drive your car. So don't do it. Just listen. It's a great listen. We're going to read them out loud. And as long as I have water here to wet my whistle, I will articulate well for you. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, John, you might want to go ahead and read that 29 through 31 because they're all linked together, those three verses. Yep. We're going to start with chapter uh, 40, verse 29. He gives strength to the weary, and to him who lacks might, he increases power. I mean, that's a a whopper right there by itself. Mm -hmm. Verse 30 says, though youths grow weary and tired and vigorous, young men stumble badly. Verse 31, yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not become weary. Wow. Mm. Wow. Sometimes, sometimes it just like, we just read the promise. Like our commentary is not good enough for the perfectness (laughs) of God's word. Yeah. But we'll just start. Go ahead, dad. Let's, let's expand on that one. Well, no, I was just going to ask you, John, do you, uh, I know this is a promise. I know you believe in these promise. Do you ever get weary though? Do you get tired? Closer I get, <laughs> closer I get to what God has for me, the more weary and tired I get. Then? So what's he saying then? <laughs> He's saying that when that happens, the enemy <laughs> is going to come to you and say, He's not saying the enemy is going to come to you. I'm telling you, the enemy is going to come to you and say, when you're getting close to what, what God has for you, He's going to come to tell you, see, you don't like this. He gets you when you're tired every time. You don't like this. You're not. This is why you don't feel like it. This is why you don't feel like praying. This is why you don't feel like reading your Bible, because you're not really his child. You're not really his son. But he's telling you right here, he gives strength when you are in that condition. He gets strength when you're weak. So where do you really want to be? And that's what Paul was talking about in the New Testament. Where do you want to be? I'll boast of my weakness, because when I'm weak, I am made strong. And that is a promise that has to be received. 
if you, anybody listening to this, if you're in that weary stage, remember God is giving you strength. He's about to give you strength. So you just got to call the devil a liar with this promise and receive what he has for you because he does not lie. Exactly. And and we've talked about this before, John, is that, you know, like, like, like we will say it over and over again, there's two systems there's two world two. there's a battle going on here. And I would say to someone, if you, if, if you don't trust in God, or if you're, you haven't come to know God yet, then what do you do when you're weary? The question is everybody gets weary. It's the question of what are you going to do about that weariness? And so, so I guess in the world, I guess in what we do before we come to know the Lord, we were weary. We would, we would either read something or we try to get something to pep us up or read a, a self-help book or, or do something to try to try to get our strength, maybe sleep more. I don't know. You would Drink, do different things to try distract to distract yourself. Exactly. You would do things. In other words, what I'm trying to say is we're not in denial of reality. Everybody gets weary. The question is, how are we going to battle that weariness? You know, we battle with the weapons of warfare from, from the spirit of God through the promise of God, through heaven. That's what we're doing here. And that's why when we grab these things and say, okay, you know, he's going to give strength to the weary. He's not denying that you're going to get weary. He's just saying, when you get weary, if you trust him, if you lack in this, I'm going to increase your power. And that's why as we unite with faith by the promise of God, if I'm weary, I'm sitting there, God, I'm tired. You know, I'm tired now, Lord, you just got to give me strength. I mean, I pray this all the time. There'll be times when I'll be tired. I'll be like, Lord, I, I need your help. I need your strength. I need I need you right now. I, I, I I'm tired. You know I'm tired. And, and 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 he will. He'll he. Next thing you know, you take a step, and and all of a sudden you you see a new strength coming. And sometimes you don't even notice it till later. Mm-hmm. Later on, you're walking around, yep. you're doing stuff, and you don't realize. Wow, I feel better now. All of a sudden, my my strength has come back to me. This is how yep. things work with God when we unite His promises with faith. Yep. That's so important. I mean, just to, to, to stay right there because we on this, this channel, we really do like to try to give you practical. Now, a lot of things are spiritual and you, you have to receive some things, but some things you can break down a little better. And, and an example of what he's talking about, sometimes when you get that strength from God, it doesn't feel, there is not like a wave of feeling that comes over you. Right. So when you're standing on his promise, like God, you say, I'm, you're going to increase my strength with your weakness. You just, it's not like you, you turn super saiyan or something, or like you, you took a steroid and you just drank a Red Bull or whatever, and you're bouncing around. You're like, yeah, I got strength. Sometimes it's taking that step saying, it doesn't feel like it at all that I'm going to be stronger, but I'm going to step forward in the direction that I need to go. And then you look back when you're done and you see God did give you strength. A lot of the times that's how God works. He, once you finish and you step into what he has, then you see he carried you or he did strengthen you. You just didn't realize it at the time. And our problem is always feelings. It's always our feelings. We, we try to base everything on feelings. And it's like, if I don't feel good, I can't do this. That, and that's what the enemy uses too. You don't feel good. So that means you're not into it. So that means God's not with you. So that means this, 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 just so you won't walk forward. So God is saying to walk by faith, not by sight. And when we do that, we're stepping out when we're weary. And then we find after it's all said and done, God strengthened us. And now I'm not putting in any way, shape or form, putting God in a box. He can super saiyan you. He can strengthen you immediately. He can do instantaneously miracles. But I really do believe from my own experience, true growth comes from those one steppers, 
those little, let me step out. God strengthens you. Let me step out again. He strengthens you more. Let me step out again. And I think that's how he wants it because he knows all throughout the Bible, whenever he does something miraculous, humans just forget. We just forget. Mm -hmm. We forget what he did. And that's why he's always set up this memorial. Do this, do this festival, do this thing, because we just constantly forget. Mm -hmm. But if you're taking these small steps of faith that you have no idea, you, it doesn't look like it's really going to happen. And then he comes through and you do that a bunch of times. It's very hard to let that go. It's very hard to forget. So he, we have a life where he wants us to come to him for everything, everything. He's not giving you the full plan. So well, that was kind of off track, but it's, it's, well, no, it's I mean, you, so point. Yeah, you got a good point there. And one thing I wanted to, to bring out here, because I just like this, just a kind of a side note on this. I love this. And it says to him who lacks might, he increases power. He increases power for those who lack might. And I always like this because I, I always it makes me think of, uh, you know, the story of Samson in the Bible. And Samson did a lot of mighty, powerful things, tearing gates off of walls. <laughs> I mean, doing all kinds yeah. of, of jaw dropping, hey. killing lions, you know, with jaw dropping hair. performances. Exactly. And 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 I, I think I get that, that joke, Dad. <laughs> Didn't you get, get that it. joke? Jaw I got it. I got I expected it. a bigger yeah, laugh. Jaw, the jawbone. I got it. Can I get a laugh out loud in the comments? <laughs> but anyway, oh, it, go ahead. No, I was just saying that it just reminds me of the story. The reason why I bring up Samson is because, and, and even David, but David's another good example. But Samson is a, is a really good example because, you know, this is how, you know, we, because we, we see things in the natural, even when we come, sometimes we still see things in the natural. We don't understand the power that, that the spiritual world is able to display. And, and I look at Samson and sometimes when, if you watch any movies of Samson, it's always uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, big, bulky, big dude, gigantic muscles, bulging out type of guy. But I guess I always seen Samson as maybe not a big dude, just a small dude. And that's what made everybody's jaw drop, realizing that, wait a minute, where's this guy getting his power? You know, because he's just a little dude. But, but it was because this, when the Spirit of God came upon him, that's what gave him the strength that he had. And, and, but we, of course, we can't understand that natural. So we have to always portray him as this big muscular guy that worked out in the, in the wilderness, I guess, back then, you know, for all those yep. years and become all bulky and strong. And that's why we looked at it. But I don't, I always assumed him being more of a, just a regular looking dude. And that's what yep. surprised everybody because when he did all these marvelous feats they're they're saying, man, God's got to be with him. There's no way he could have did this. You know, yep. and so I just always think about that when I see things like this. Yep. Yeah, so true. And I heard you said jaw dropping, I'm trying to steal my <laughs> joke again. No pun intended. Okay. Yeah. So overview of this, and we're not going to expand on this. And forgive us, guys. We are some long-winded father and son combo here. So, but we we love the word of God and we love to uh, let the spirit expand. We're trying to stay on track for you, but hopefully it blesses you. And uh, to sum up this one right here, you know, it's, it's bottom line. He's giving you strength when you're down, when you're weak. He's promising you that. And what okay. we were trying to explain to you is sometimes it doesn't feel like it. Okay. But you got to step into that promise to see at the end that he, give, he gave you strength. Just like with Moses, you'll know that I delivered you when you're back here worshiping me at my mountain. It's the same thing. You'll know I gave you strength when you step into it. And that's a hard thing to do, guys. So don't think that we're saying this is easy. It's not. It's not easy. It's, it's, 
it's it's something that grows it's a it's a it's a uh, gradual thing as you take little steps they get bigger and bigger and bigger so don't be wary if you miss the step either god is going to finish the work he started in you so he'll come back with it you just just remember don't go off feelings go off off faith and the next one we got dad is uh we're staying in isaiah we'll probably finish in isaiah and it's isaiah chapter 41 verse 13 dad can you see that can and and read it so i can go get uh, another drink of water you can isaiah 41 13 for i am the lord your god who upholds your right hand who says to you do not fear i will help you yeah this is uh just so blessed because uh again another promise of god said you know if we get on that same kind of line you know if you're tired you're weary you seem to be overwhelmed god is by your side i mean how how much i mean people i mean we until we really won't understand the full magnitude of this until we're really totally present with, with him in glory but the magnitude of this verse is so great that we, we can't even comprehend i mean we're talking about the god of the universe who created the universe by the word of his mouth and yet he's saying, I'm going to uphold you. Don't be afraid. I'm going to be with you. See, we, we just don't realize this right now. By faith, we have to accept what God had. But at that time, we're going to see him face to face and we're going to see his power. We're going to see his glory in person. And when we do that, we're going to be like, man, Lord, why did I even begin to doubt for anything? If I, you know, that, but we got to see these things now by faith. We got to understand that God said, I'm, I'm promising you, I'm going to uphold you. Do not fear. Do not be afraid. I'm going to help you if you're in a situation of need. I mean, when do we always get in trouble? It's when we go try to do it. When we don't stand on this promise right here, we, got to, we go try to do it our own way. That's, that's when we get in trouble. He's saying, I will help you. But that's so hard to see. It's impossible to see by sight. You've got to see it by faith. I mean, it's possible. It's hundred percent possible to see it by sight when you're looking back at him when he did he was upholding you and he was there but this this promise is is so huge we could spend hours talking about it but it's very simple he he's saying he upholds your right hand and he says do not fear i will help you how many times do you need in your life do you need to stand on this promise for me uh, at least once a day i mean there's so much going on if you got family, you know what I mean. If you're trying to do something for the Lord that's new and, and you're worried about it, you know what I mean. If you're trying to do anything new, you know what I mean. And if we stand on this, imagine, just imagine, okay, for a second, imagine if you 100% fully believe this. That is peace. That's true peace. No matter what happens, you're with me. So I'm not going to fear. So this is a big one. Yep. Big one, Absolutely. big one, big one. Yeah, and and that's you know so important to to understand. So many times, like we we've talked about this before, John. All the promises, anything, uh, the truths of God, you have to unite them with faith, or they're useless to you. I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, God's sitting there saying, "Don't don't be afraid. I'm going to help you." But if you don't believe that, you're going to sit there and fret and worry and try to do things in your own power and strength. And that's I mean, that's what's going to happen. I mean, it's just it's that simple. If you don't believe what God has told you, but on the other hand, God, who cannot lie, said, do not fear. I will help you in those times. But if we trust God, 
we're going to, we're going to find out that all of a sudden, you know, Hey, we're not, we're not ignorant of situations. Me and John can tell you, Hey, there are situations that come up that you have an initial reaction of fear. You know, things happen. You're like, Oh, Oh my God. You know, we're not, we're not denying that. We're not walking around here thinking that saying to you that we don't experience fear. That's not what we're saying here. We're saying this is how you do battle though. That's right. When, when, when those situations come up, this is where the battle starts. The fear comes in. All the thoughts start coming in. Oh, what if this? Oh, wow, wow, this could happen. Or you better watch out for this. Or, or oh, man, that thing's going on. A natural thing. Oh, that, uh, just like in the thing of a sickness. Oh, my gosh. You've got a spot on you. Oh, my gosh. That, that's probably cancer. You're probably going to be dead in six months. I mean, these are the lies that are thrown at you. You see, and that's where you got to do battle with a lot, all these promises that we got. So when the fear starts coming in, no matter what, oh my gosh, I don't know what's going to happen. I, uh, man, I don't have enough money to pay my bills this week. I, that's it, man. They're, they're fixing to come in and repo this house. I'm out of here. You know, I mean, th these are the things that come in. These are everyday things that have to face. And everybody, I'm, I'm just saying, I go back to the same thing. Remember the same principle. Everybody says, oh yeah, but, but I, I just can't believe in God. I said, okay. What are you going to believe in? What, what I'm trying to tell you is the situation is not going to change whether you believe in God or not. You see what I'm saying? If you've got uh, uh, something coming against you, if your bills aren't able to be, use that as an example, aren't able to be paid, if you don't have God, you're going to have to do something. You're going to have to trust in something. So my point being is the problem's not going away because you choose not to believe God's promise. You see, but God's promise is there. He's put it there. And we've said it over and over again. We'll keep saying it. God cannot lie. It's really God's fact, not God's promise. For anyone who is united with faith, you understand this. And we've got to learn to stand on the thing that it's a rock that will be there, that really can, that not only can promise you, but he has the power to fulfill it behind him. And how many of us do that when we get attacked, when these things come under? So let's talk about real situations. Um, something happens at work. Am I going to get fired? Bills come in and uh, have a bad week at work. You're not making enough money. Bills come in. Something happens that, like my dad said, that's when the battle starts. But how many of us react and how many of us go to the Lord and let him minister to you? Because that's when these promises come in handy right there. Because, but if you're, even if you, a problem one, you don't know the promises. Problem two, you don't let God minister to you. You just go try to handle it yourself the natural way. How are you ever going to know if this promise can come through? How are you ever going to let him show you if we're not even doing that first step? This is how you do it. This is what it means to put the shield of faith on. I have faith that these promises are protecting me and the devil's a liar. And then you use the, this, this same word as, as the sword of the spirit and you attack it down. No, that's a lie, devil. That's a lie. No matter what happens. My God is good and he's good all the time. So I don't care what this looks like. I, I am scared, but I'm going to stand on God because he's with me. And let God show you, brothers and sisters, please, if you are at the edge of a crisis of faith or a crisis of belief, take the step. What do you, like my dad said, what do you have to lose? I mean, on the flip side, your bills aren't going to get paid. Uh, and if you don't believe in God and you try and he doesn't come through, your bills aren't going to get paid. It's like... Why not try? I always say this. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you step out there and show them? Hey, God, uh, you know you promised this. This doesn't look like that, but I'm going to trust your promise and step out and not worry. Let God show you.
Exactly. You know, this is such an important part. And I just want to make note of that because this is a situation, uh, a promise that has to do with a lot of people. Cause you hear this a lot about people worrying, you know, they, they worry about stuff. And, uh, I know I've been told this before too. Say, so, well, you know, everybody worries. I mean, you know, everybody worries. If I said, yes, I, I, I would agree that everybody has that initial uh, thing to worry and be concerned and fret about something, and 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 myself included. Nobody's excluded from that because naturally, in the flesh, we get worried about things when things happen. But I do. I will clarify just like this: worry is something that we need to get straight because when people say that, sometimes they make an excuse for it in a sense that they think that you don't have a choice. That oh, you got to worry. It's just natural. You're, you're going to worry. No, I always say worry is a choice. You can choose to worry or you can choose to say, wait a minute, God said, I don't have to fear. He's going to help me. So you see, there's a difference between those things. So worry is not something you have to continue to do. When that thing comes upon you, you can either fret about it, which like God has said in other places where what he said, hey, you can't even change a hair on your head. What are you worried about all these things for? I mean, that's my paraphrase. That's what Jesus was saying. He said, you can't change anything anyway. So your worry doesn't do a thing for you. So for, first of all, you're wasting your time if you really think about it, because you can't do any worries, not changing nothing. Even if someone didn't believe, I mean, they're going to go out and try to do something. To power. Worry's not going to change a thing. So, so he's just saying you can't worry, but you can choose to trust in God and his promises. And I guarantee you that will do something. Because number one, it's going to give you peace. It's going to help you to have peace in the midst of that storm. So as you're walking it out, you say, no, my trust is in God. I see all the things. I'm not blind to everything that's flying around me. I understand that they're there. But you know, I also understand my God is there too. And he has given me his promises. And I and know be, he will fulfill them. And to clarify too, just from coming from a lifetime of chronic worrying, I have always been a worrier. It's, uh, I mean, from childhood, I have been a worrier. This, what my dad is proposing here is not easy by any means. And it, it seems insurmountable when you think about what he's trying to say, just don't worry. I, I'm, I can hear that voice with my old mentality and I still hear it sometimes. And I think, what do you mean? Just not worry. It, and I, so if you're, if you're hearing this and you're thinking, well, he's just different, he's not. It, it's 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 a process. You, mm -hmm. If you haven't tried one thing to give to God, how are you going to be one thing closer to understanding that? And this isn't something that that we do perfectly. We we let it slip. We let those thoughts get in. They sneak in when we're weak. That's when he he comes after us all the time. But if you try to lean on His promises and God shows you that He was with you, the more that happens, the closer you can be to understanding that you really do have a choice. I mean, we're told to hold every thought captive mm -hmm. to the obedience of Christ. And that, that's what that means. Like we, we can grab these things and let them go, or we can let them just loop around, loop around, loop around. And, and the whole point of all of it is to get our eye off God. And mm -hmm. nine times out of the 10, nine times out of 10, if we don't wreck it ourselves by trying to fix it our own way, God's going to take care of it either way. And when it does get taken care of, yeah, you see that it got taken care of, but you're stuck with that whole time of worry, doubt, anxiety, all that stuff when you could have had peace. And that's that's what that's what uh, Jesus is offering us if we can stand on the promises. So exactly. I hope that, 
And and one thing I just wanted to add to that, John, was that that's the the difference. You know, when you have worry, I mean, I always like to say it's all right to have concern, but when your concern, you know, gets elevated to worry, that's when you that's when it's bad. Everybody has concerns. It's all right to have a concern. We take a concern. God gave us that ability. That's why he gave us senses. That's why he gave us those senses to be able to sense when something isn't right, when something's off. So there's nothing wrong with that. That That's part of who, who we are. So th- it's fine to be concerned, but that w- where does it cross the line from concern to worry is when you start getting in. That's where it starts affecting your health. It starts affecting your body, everything. It's going to affect everything because all of a sudden your body's going crazy. Your mind's going on. You're, you're doing these things. We've talked about this before. You actually can go through your mind. You can actually go through a whole process of something in your mind. And, and it never, ever really happens, but you've already you know, lived it in your mind. And because you've done that, your body doesn't know the difference sometimes. And your body's affected by that. The stress, the worry, all that stuff affects your body because your body only knows that, you know, what the mind is telling it. And so then all of a sudden you, you've got your body, you're, you're stressed out, your muscles are tight, your veins are tightened up, your high blood pressure goes up, all kinds of other things happen. You know, it's, it's been proven, you're, you know, uh, scientifically proven that sometimes your, your antibodies, all those stuff, all your body stops functioning correctly when worry and stress comes in there. So it's it's important to understand that we don't, how do we deal with this? We look at the concern and then we present it to God and we say, God, this is a concern. You know it. You knew it before I even seen it. And then we present it to him and we rest in his finished work of what he's going to do. We rest in that. Yeah, I still see the concern, but God, I'm going to put my trust in you. I'm not going to fret. I'm not going to blow it into some situation where my body's freaking out on a situation because so many times you're freaking out and guess what? It never happens. And what happened was you put your body through all that turmoil for nothing because it never actually panned out the way you thought it was going to in your mind. And and the worst part is when you don't, when you, when God does actually come through for you and all that was proven to be a lie, Mm -hmm. you don't get anything from it. All you get is the enemy comes at you right after that with shame. Look, you don't trust Mm -hmm. God. You doubted God. Mm -hmm. Was that even God? Because you didn't take the step of faith. And that's that's what I think the key is coming from, again, someone who had anxiety. Okay. You, we want to know, we want it to be gone. Right. And we do. We want it to be gone. That's an honest enough want. We don't want to have anxiety. We don't want to worry. But we don't, we want a quick fix. And the problem is to get rid of the anxiety, it doesn't just get taken away. It has to be little, small steps. That's not, I know that's not what we want to hear. It has to be a little trust a little more trust, a little more trust. And each time you get a deposit of faith and your bank just grows and grows and grows. That is how it's done. So I, I, um, I bet if we're honest with ourselves, how many of us have just stepped out? And when I say step out, that means I don't, I'm, I don't feel better about this. I'm still worried, but I'm going to trust God because this is what he said. So I'm just going to walk with blindly. Like, I don't know. It doesn't feel like it's better. It doesn't look like it's possible to get better. My anxiety brain, which likes to analyze everything because I think I'm helping myself. I think I'm getting myself ready for the problem. So I play it out in my head. I don't see a I don't see an out here, but I'm gonna step out anyway. And when God comes through, that's how it's built. And he keeps doing that and doing it. Now that faith, the devil can't take from you because you're praising God at that point. 
You're like, God, I'm so sorry. I ever doubted you before. And I know some of us can can say that we've said this. We get into that, God, what? why? Why did I even think one time you weren't going to do it? You always come through. You always come through. Those are the faith builders. So if you have anxiety right now, if you struggle with it, there is no quick way out solution, which I know you want. And the analyzing you're doing to try to figure out how God would deliver you from anxiety, it's not going to be that plan either. God will fix it because he's perfect and he knows your heart. Not even you know the depths of your heart, but he does. He's going to fix the problem. Whereas we just want quick symptom fix. God, take it away now. Take it away now. Take it away now. Well, I got to dig up some roots, son, daughter, so we can get this thing done. So hang in there. Trust God. And if you do, I promise you this verse is it, God does not lie. Let him show you. Let him show you. Amen. All right. That was a good one. <laughs> I knew I knew it was going to. It was going to drag out a little bit. God bless everybody watching. I see you guys watching. Uh, thank you. I hope it blesses you. If you guys ever have any comments, requests, prayer requests, video requests, anything, please just put it in the comments, and what we we can talk right now about it if a uh, subject if you wanted to. But for now, we have about fifteen more minutes, so let's go to uh, Isaiah chapter forty three, verse two. A lot of promises in the old eagle eye Isaiah, huh? <laughs> 43.2, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they will not overflow you. When you walk through fire, you will not be scorched, nor will the flame burn you. And this, guys, I'm going to read it again, and I want you to receive it. I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that this is written on their heart for the trials. If they're going through trials, if they're going through anything right now or in the future, that this is equipped. Because this is the truth. This is what God is saying. This is what you're saying, Father. You're saying that you will have fire. You will have high water. But I will be with you. And it won't hurt you. And it won't overcome you. So, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, they receive this. Amen. Amen. All right. Isaiah 43, 2. Receive it, brothers and sisters. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they will not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be scorched. Nor will the flame burn you. Yes, indeed. I mean, this is, uh, this is so important, you know, such an important part because there's so many things out there that's kind of floated around out there almost gives, uh, especially in this age. I mean, we got this, uh, this kind of generation sometimes with the thinking of, of God is just, just, uh, this genie in a bottle, you know, he's going to, you just rub him and everything's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna make sure everything is good, you know, but this right here kind of contradicts that, doesn't it, John? Yep. Yep, it does. It's actually talking about you have to pass through the waters. You have to go through the rivers. You have to go through the fire. It's not talking about that, that you ain't going to have these things around you. But the promise really is what? I'm going to be with you in the midst of it. And you will come through it. That's his promise. You yep. see, and that's that's, you know, contradictory sometimes uh, our flesh we don't want to hear that because nobody likes to you know no one likes to have to suffer through anything you know we don't like that i mean i don't like that nobody likes that you know and and sometimes those things can't be avoided because of the way the system of the world is and that you're in a battle right now yep. you're in a battle i can't you know you're in the middle of a battle you can't always stop the arrows from flying around you the bullets from flying around you but you know what? It's good to know that you have God by your side. It's going to bring you through it. That's that's, that's exactly. the that's the peace right there. 
that's exactly that's exactly why we need to do it because the flesh hates it that is the problem the flesh and the carnality is the problem that's how god gives us through it so you say okay god you're going to protect me from these waters and these fires and these rivers why even go through them why am i going through them because we are purified by fire we he we all say it don't we we're going to be like christ we got to be like christ we're going to be like christ this is what it takes the carnality and the flesh desires have to go off, and that's only burned like fire. That's why gold is always used as an example. You got your gold, you got your rock, and you just burn off the impurities, and it becomes gold in the middle. That is what God's doing it. He's saying, yes, we got to do this, son, daughter. We got to walk through this fire because we got to get rid of that carnality. We got to get rid of that following the flesh, but I'm going to be with you. There's no way. there. This cup can't pass. This is how we build character. I know what's best for you. You'll understand on the other side. Right now, you have to trust me. It's going to look bad. We're going to go through this thing. You're not going to understand, but I will be with you. And when you come out on the other side, we get that thing that we love to proclaim, that we, we want to be have the mind of Christ. This is what it takes. And I say this with fear and trembling. I do every time I pray for humility, every time I pray for anything, I know what is coming. But then I realize it's my flesh trembling. My spirit is willing. Our flesh is weak. My spirit wants to do this thing, and your spirit does too. We just got to stop listening to it. Of course, we don't want to walk through fire. Okay, of course we don't. And guys, I don't think anybody watching, don't take this out of context. I'm not talking about walking through fire physically, okay? <laughs> N- nothing like that. I'm talking about, in a spiritual sense, trials, adversity, bad things that happen. Sometimes we have to go through there because that's how character is built. And even secular people can tell you that. Secular knowledge will tell you, like the people that get beat up and they go through the most, it makes them stronger. They have their phrases. I mean, the world is full of phrases they stole from Jesus. We know that. But this, the point God here is saying, I've got, we got to go through this, but I'm going to be with you. So two things you got to understand the why, because it builds your character, builds godly character. Okay. And two, he's going to protect you through it. And that's the only way. Yeah, and and ultimately we have to we have to come to the point where the the hope is that we're going to come to the point where we have that true godly trust, you know, where we can really trust God. We we literally like the Bible says, you know, you know, if if anyone, you know, Jesus said, if anybody wants to follow me, he has to deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. He has to lose his life to gain it. And ultimately, we have to come to that faith to understand that God. Our life is in his hands and he's going to take care of us. And we will come through the fire in the waters, no matter what it looks like on the outside. We have to come to that faith. And this verse reminds me of uh, the story you're familiar with, John. But if someone's not familiar, I'll just briefly talk about about, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You know, this is a perfect example of this here. Here they were, uh, you know, there was a, a king king back then at the time, Nebuchadnezzar, built this big idol of uh, he wanted everybody to bow and worship him. And he set up this big furnace and said, if anybody doesn't bow down to it, that they're, they're going to be thrown in this furnace of fire and be burned up. And, you know, that was their the ultimatum that was laying there. That was their fire, their water, whatever you want to call it, that was there. And so uh, what was their response? I love the response because it's perfect. It's a perfect response. And this is really has to be our attitude toward all these things. And what did he say? He said, look, our God's able to deliver us. He said, but even if he doesn't, we're not going to bow down to you. You see, that, that's where that faith was. What, were they, what, was he, what, what was they really saying? 
God is able to deliver us. But even if for whatever reason he chose not to in this moment, God's still going to bring us through. You see, because we're not going to go your way. We know he's our light. That's really what they were saying. And, and it's the same thing that Job said in the book of Job. He said, though he slay me, yet will I praise him. It's the same type of faith we've got to have. We got to know that God is going to bring us through the waters and the fire, no matter what it is. How many times do we give up because we are looking in our in our temporary moment and we're not seeing the end? We're just seeing what we see in front of us. And so we panic and we and we, and we don't stand on these things because we're looking at the fire or we're looking at the waters. We're not looking at the end game. And we've got to see the end game in the midst of walking through these promises, because then you will be able to have that same type of faith that they had. And that, and that's a, such a good example, because look, they, they didn't know. That's exactly what we've been talking about. What I've been talking about in these past four videos is sometimes when you take that step, you don't know. That's what he said. Mm -hmm. He said, even if he doesn't, we're not going to do it. Like he just, he, I know they're able. And, and whether or not they were for sure, or they were just making a declaration. That's them, but that's how faith steps have been for me. The good ones, the ones that I'll never forget are the ones when I step out and I don't know. And, and the spirit has something going on with faith. Like it just keeps getting brought up no matter what the topic of our videos are. We always keep coming back to these conversations. And I think a lot of it is because we're going to have to start standing on it. I mean, times are getting rough. We're going to have to start walking by faith. We're going to have to start, you know, learning these promises, getting these promises in. And if you're listening to this, guys, get a sense of urgency. I pray that God starts a fire of urgency for you to get into this word and get to learn this and to seek God and seek his face, because I feel like the line is separating and it's going to be hard for us to stand in the middle. Like we're going to have to, it's, it's going to get to where, you know, you're, we, we are, or we aren't, and we need, we need these promises because walking with God is not easy if you don't know what he declared about you and for you. It's almost impossible. It is impossible. You have to know what the, the, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit was sent. He was sent to remind us of the things the Lord said. If we don't know what the Lord said, how are we to be reminded? You know, so get some urgency, guys. What does that look like? That looks like you have audio Bible apps. Read it sometimes. Read it when you're driving. Get into it and do it prayerfully. Ask God to give you the fire. Ask God to give you the hunger. He did it for me. I'm, I'm giving you my testimony. When I gave my life to Christ, I have never been a studier. I can't even sit still. Never, never in school, never, ever. And he buried me so deep in that Bible and I could not get enough. And I pray that he does that for you. And I pray that you petition him to do that for you. And when he does that, that's what strengthens you. That's what cleans you. Jesus said, my word, my truth, you're sanctified by truth. And God's word is truth. So if you want to be cleaned, that word has to go in you. And all it does is just cut down the lies that you were built. The, the problems and the issues that you have right now are a result of all the lies that you have believed over your life. And only God's word can slice that apart. And, and I just pray that you get into it because times are getting rough. Times are getting rough and, and, and the hearts of men are growing cold and the, the lack of love is, is everywhere. So uh, we got to We got to be. Uh, we got to pay attention to the signs of the times. And and I hope this is for somebody. I hope somebody receives this. Just get into it. it, it you do it by God's might, right? You do it by His might. But you got to ask Him for it. You got to be ready for it. You got to be ready to give it up. That's right. You know. 
That's right. And, you know, it's like I said, John, I mean, we're, you know, we've talked about this before on here. You know, we, we got to walk in the light. We're not in denial. We're not sitting there saying we're not pretending like, hey, you know, walk through the waters and stuff. We're, we're never afraid. We don't see anything. That's where you go to God. It's like what you're saying. You take his promises and you and you walk in the light with him. You go before him and say, God, I'm afraid, man. I see these waters. I see this fire, man. I don't know what to do here. You know, my, my body, I mean, and God understands that. That's why he said that. He said, the flesh is weak, but the spirit's willing. I go to him all the time. There are times when sometimes things seemed overwhelming for me. And that's exactly what I say to him. I go to him. I said, Lord, you, I know you said that my flesh is weak, but my spirit is willing. And I said, strengthen me, strengthen me in my spirit so that I can be strong in the midst of the storm. And give me courage. Give me exactly. courage. Give me courage to step into that strength because that's another part of it. Yep. Like you got to believe you get the strength, then you got to step out into it. And that's how you find out. That's so, right. Guys, that's it's right. a wonder, wonderful place to leave it, I think, with this verse. Just remember, God loves you. He's waiting on you. The Bible says he stands at the door and knocks. He knocks and knocks and knocks and knocks. Any man is willing to hear his voice and open the door. He'll come in and eat and him with him. So do it. Do it, guys. He's knocking. And, and sometimes we got to get beat up to hear that knock, but he's there. So please reach out to the Lord. Uh, we pray for you um, all the time. And uh, just, just be ready. Thank you so much for all of this. If this blessed you, please share it. So maybe it can bless someone else. Please comment. If you like our content, uh, please subscribe to the channel. So it'll help that algorithm push it out more. Our goal, our prayer before every video, before any of this started, was that if it's for God, we want it. If he's not with God, if God is not with us on this, to shut it down. And when you guys comment us like you have been, that tells us that, that it's confirming that we're doing what we're supposed to be and there's no better place than the will of God. But uh, if you guys just stick around till the end um, and, and let my dad pray for you guys. Amen. Amen. Yep. I just thank the Lord for this time. All right, let's pray, John. Father, we just thank you for this time again of being able to sit at your feet and uh, just listen to, to your word and your promises, Lord. We know that they're beyond promises, Lord. They're actually facts, Lord. And we just thank you for your promises that you've given us that are going to enable us to battle in this world right now, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that it's not about the words, but it's about the God who's behind the words, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, that that we, we we're not just taking blindly these things, Lord, but we're going to take them to heart. And Lord, we would pray that you would give us the strength because we know our flesh is weak, but our spirit is willing. And Lord, just help us to be faithful just like you are faithful, Lord. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, brothers and sisters, love you guys. Thank you so much for joining. Remember, like, share, comment, uh, video requests, prayer requests, any of it. Uh, just send it to us. We want we want interaction with our viewers. So if you guys want videos, we'll stop what we're doing and we'll make them. Something's on your heart. Have some questions. Uh, need some prayer, please. That's what we're doing. Kingdom works the only work that gives us true fulfillment. And when you try to, you'll understand. God bless you. Amen. Trust and peace be with you.